All right. Welcome to the Sports Card Strategy Show. I'm Paul Hickey from NoOffSeason.com, and I'm here with Kendall McKee from Wild Cards Box Breaks on Facebook and JustBaseball.com, and we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff today. I think we're going to hit probably a bunch of different topics about sports card investing and probably a bunch of different sports as well. I've uh, got kind of a potpourri of questions that I want to ask Kendall and maybe he can ask me some questions and uh, hopefully it'll be useful to you. But before we get started, I'm going to say thank you to Market Movers app by Sports Card Investor. If you go to marketmoversapp.com and use the promo code NOOFFSEASON, all lowercase, you can save 20% on what I think is the best place to track the data of your entire collection and learn who to buy low and when to sell them high. And then, of course, when you marry that together with our sports card investment report at nooffseason.com, I think then you have the context that you need to make the decisions. And then, of course, with this show, we give you further context on what we're thinking and what we're doing. So, Kendall, great to have you on. Every show with you is always power-packed. And yeah, we, we were able to get like, what was it, like seven or eight episodes out of the, uh, out of the last time we chatted? That's yeah, I'd like, cool. I'd like some feedback from, you know, everybody who wants to, who wants to give feedback. Because basically what I've been doing is like, we do the long form show and usually Kendall and I go for like an hour and a half. Today, I think we're only going to go for maybe 45 minutes. Um, we've each got a hard stop. Otherwise, we, uh, we'd keep going. But um, then, yeah, then what I do is like I break up each individual sort of segment into another YouTube video and I post it basically as a YouTube video and then I post it on other social media. But um, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you and I, when we have a one long form episode, uh, we end up with like maybe 10 additional videos from it. But, I, yeah. but I'm wondering like, is that, you know, content wise for the audience? Like I'd, I'd love some feedback on that. The reason I do it is because I feel like not everyone's going to have time to listen or watch the entire show. And yeah. so to me, it just gives them more options to be like, Oh, I, I just want to watch that 10 minute video about that one particular topic. So I don't know. Um, that's my thought. I think from a, uh, from a YouTube perspective, it's, it's wise. Um, especially, you know, if we can, get the titles and stuff, you know, real honed in so people can just use the search engine and just pop it right in. <clears throat> then I think that's best case scenario. So especially if from a consumer's perspective, if you're looking for a specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see unless, unless somebody, you know, unless a bunch of people kind of chime in and say, uh, it makes no sense. I think we'll probably keep doing it. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So, One thing I did last week uh, that I wanted to get your take on and kind of see what you're doing. I like to kind of start because when Kendall and I do a show together, he's, he's like me. He's investing in a lot of sports cards. Uh, Murph, who's one of our other co-hosts on the show, he doesn't really buy anything. He just kind of like chimes in with his takes on players and stuff. Um, so, but since Kendall and I are, are super involved as investors, I like to say, okay, well, here's what I've done since we last talked, what did you do? And what, what's our thought behind it? I think that's kind of a cool segment. So one of the things I've sort of been talking about doing since probably September or November is investing in some wax uh, of this year's 
NBA rookie class. And so Panini just dropped last Friday, just a few days ago, elite basketball hobby boxes. And um, my thought is like, we never, we never really know how these are going to go, but in looking at the release details, I mean, you get eight cards per pack, 20 packs per box, two autographs, eight inserts, and eight parallels per box on average. I love the rookie class. And my thought is ideally, if I were living in the United States, I would be able to maybe be, I'd, I'd maybe rip it. There's probably like a 75% chance I would rip it and try to be one of the first to the market or at least early to the market with whatever rookies that I pulled from it. Because we've seen some rookies from hoops go really high in terms of rookie autographs. Mm-hmm. As of right now, we've seen guys like Kaminga and Giddy and some of the other guys go super high with their rookie autographs just from the hoops release. So with this Don Russ Elite release, my thought is if any of you out there bought it, I'd love to hear from you and what you're going to do with it. Since I probably won't, I'm having it shipped to my PWCC vault. I bought one box for $325. Um, avoided the sales tax to Tennessee, which is actually kind of a kind of a bitch to be honest. It's a high high sales tax in Tennessee. So but it's kind of a wash because PWCC is going to charge me about the same amount to curate it. So all in, I'm probably going to be $350 into this box. I won't have access to it until probably July. So it's going to be, I'm going to, I'm not going to have the opportunity to be first to the market with any of these singles. (laughs) Um, Nor do I think maybe it's, it's going to be, actually that valuable to get them graded or, or that strategic to get them graded as I kind of learned last year. Um, so my thought is I might just hold these. Now, when I look at, uh, when I look at the eBay sold listings of this particular box from John ja Morant's rookie year. And now of course you've got Garland from that class and a bunch of other guys from that class who have started to flash 2019, 2020, that elite box, same hobby box is selling for closer to $500 now. And then so basically so is last year's with, with uh, Anthony Edwards and uh, Mello and, and Maxie and Bain and some of those other guys. So we talked, we always, we kind of always hit on our view on this year's rookie class. So I'm, I actually think this could be a box that um, does go up in value if I just hold it for a few yeah. years sealed now, I don't know. Now, Kendall, you are a breaker. Uh, and so you might have better ways of getting these boxes. I bought it directly from PaniniAmerica.net. What do you think about this? Do you think, am I, what, am, is what I'm doing here okay? Is it the right move? Is there a better way to be doing this? Um, what, what do you think about this, this potential play here to buy this and hold it? So my... Uh, my stance on, on basketball is always hold always um, if if you can, you know, if you want to take that position, a lot of guys are just like, I want it right now. I want to open it. I want to see them, you know, all that kind of stuff. But because basketball has such a low amount of players that are available in the, in the product, I think the per card value is so high um, or the per hit value is so high that it's so easy to keep even blasters appreciate really well. Like we've saw, we saw that with um, the 2021 prism boxes, you know, even the blasters were 
that we're reselling for crazy amount of upside in terms of an investment piece. And so I think for me, this particular product, the Donruss product, it doesn't have as many cards as some of the other boxes, if I if I remember correctly. But I think the per card value, when you look at eBay sales and, and the amount of players involved in the product, especially um, with the NBA is really good about putting um, they they don't just pack it tons of veterans, you know, like you might have per pack, you might have four or five veterans and then, you know, four or five second or third year players, which I guess are veterans, but like, you know, those sometimes those second, third year cards still hold value. Um, but those, those first year rookie cards are really important. And I've seen with the NBA, they're really good about putting rookies in each pack or, or, you know, maybe not the top shelf rookies, but you're going to get somebody in there. Um, and that that's different than some other sports and some other products. But the thing that I think is, is really key about the basketball products is the, uh, the amount of return per card is really good for basketball. So I would put them away. I, I see basketball wax, no matter if it's top shelf wax, like if it's a, you know, jumbo or a hobby or anything like that, or blasters, I see them appreciating, especially because, uh, we haven't had. Um, I know there's been a little bit of a delay in the basketball season for, for products being put out. And so I would just, I would hold it personally. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that. I, I, I like that. I like what you're saying. And it's good to know that just from a different, you're a different type of investor than I am. And just kind of focused on, there's a lot of crossover between us, but you're kind of focused on different sports than I am. And so mm -hmm. I think that hearing your take on basketball makes me feel good. So there's another release coming up. Um, for the actual Don Russ basketball hobby box. The one that I was talking about was the elite. So the Don Russ 2020-2022 release hobby box is coming up soon. And it my guess is it would be at a similar price point to the elite because it's a lesser quality, I think, but it's more cards in the box. And so mm -hmm. um there's one autograph, one memorabilia, uh, 60 inserts parallels per box on average, 30 cards per pack, 10 packs per box. So 300 cards, 300 cards, um, yeah. which is probably one of the, one of the hobby, box. it's probably the most cards you might ever get in a, in a box yeah. directly from Panini or pretty close to it. So yeah. anyway, that's another one I'm looking at because you've got the rated rookies and the parallels of the rated rookies with, with autos on them. I don't know if they're numbered or not, but um, there's also like Jersey Kings inserts and some other cool stuff. Um, net Marvels, I think sells well if you get, if you get a big name player. So that See, might I be, I think another, I would rip that one. You would rip that one. Okay. Talk about that. Because one thing I was going to say is to your point about holding wax is personally, it distracts me to, um, see maybe the cards that aren't worth as much. I have a tendency to talk myself into them potentially being worth something and then spending time figuring out what to do with them just because I don't like waste. And that we've talked about that, like generally in life, I don't like waste. And so that definitely plays a role into my sports card investing. It's part of the reason why I don't buy as much wax because uh, I want to have options and I don't. And if I rip the box, I get distracted by the other cards. And so like, why would you uh, why would you rip this Don Russ product? Uh, and why would you 
keep the elite sealed or something like the elite sealed, but rip the actual, the regular Don Russ. For me, it, it would all be because of the top end of the, the product. Typically when you're, yeah, typically when you are um, developing or if you're investing in a big box like that, you are, you're kind of expecting the high end to be what you're what you're shooting for and i think the higher in the box the more easier or the easier it does to to appreciate or to hold out in a long-term investment the shorter product um the the ones with the more paper donorous and, and the more cards for me the reason i would rip them is because it's easier for us to put that in a break so i always think about it from a breaking perspective just you know because that's primarily what i do um, also, you know, I'm right there with you with I don't like holding a bunch of paper or a bunch of trash cards that, you know, um, for instance, I just, I mean, I package up all of my bulk and I, I get rid of it. Um, so if it's like any four, fifth year veteran cards that are just paper, I just put them in a box and eventually, you know, I, I package those up and, and I get rid of them um, to some degree. So um, the reason that I would rip the the larger product is it's easier to break a product when you are um, when you're looking at a at a at your customers or at the people that are potentially wanting to buy into a break. When you look at the the price per card and you know that they can ship out multiple cards, that's typically what people are wanting when they're buying into breaks. They want the ability to have more chances to hit a card that is is valuable for them. So with the more cards, even though the, most of them are paper, um, it gives us the ability to say that the price per card point is lower, um, which I know that's kind of a direct contradiction to what I just said about the potential, um, you know, you're holding the other box because the price per card is is higher but i think that's why i would rip the other one is the price per card long-term investment might not as might not be as high um because when you see some of the larger boxes um and i think this is also i mean a caveat here this is only for modern cards you know like wax was so different in in retro or in vintage cards you know they didn't they, it was like they just like the for instance like if you look at like skybox from basketball in the uh, early 90s they just had skybox you know they might have had a couple of releases or version one version two um like later in the year but they didn't have like you know this is the skybox regular and this is the skybox hobby edition or what and and they might i mean to caveat that a little bit they did have some special releases but it's not like it is now you know, and I think there's some products that are more available for the collector and there's some products that are more available for the investor. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think if you have a plan for ripping a box like Don Russ and having a lot of extra, even though, I mean, I like what you said, like from an economic standpoint, the price per card is lower. So if you're able to um, have a plan where, okay, I'm going to have X amount of inserts parallels i know that i'm gonna have x amount of autographs and um, memorabilia cards or whatever so if, if um maybe like depending on what else you have going on in your sports card business um you can do something with the the extra base cards um as an investor though would you 
if you were me, who's not a breaker, do you see buying and holding a box of Don Russ as an investment or would you wait for the Prism and the Optic and the other releases? Uh, I would wait for Prism and Optic um, just because, so the Donruss, they have cool rated rookies and stuff like that, but it really is a lower end product. Um, I think if you're going to, if you're strictly holding wax, Prism is the way to go. Um, or the high or the high level uh, optic and, and Donruss boxes. Because um, there are some really, really, really sweet Donruss and rated, the rated rookies on the, like the, the see-through ones or whatever. Those are super cool. Clearly, <laughs> uh, clearly Donruss. Yeah. And, and so, um, but personally, if you're, if you're holding for an investment standpoint, I would say Prism holds its value from a, from a guy who doesn't necessarily invest up a ton in basketball from a clearly observer's perspective the prisms are holding the most value from year to year you know and so i know that they are generic and they're very i mean generic in a way where they're very similar from year to year most of the time um and it's just like the kind of the same border the same thing and just put a different player on it you know and uh but at the same time like that's the card that people are looking for you know like Lamelo's like if you were getting Lamelo's rookie card, you didn't care about the NBA hoops one where he's like, you know, just whatever. You, I, I thought it was a weird dumb card. picture of him it's on such the a weird uh, picture, yeah. But like his his um his prism card, like I have one, yeah, like me, you know, who doesn't necessarily collect other sports, you know, and so like I invest in other sports, but just for me to want to have a Lamelo prism shows that that's the card you want, you know, like, so yeah, if I'm sure. going to have, if I'm going to have one, I'm, I'm going to get the prism card. So, yeah. So for those of you listening, you're kind of wondering like what my methodology was for this elite release. It was basically to go back and see like, okay, I'm in love with this year's uh, rookie class. I've talked about that a billion times. So, but I'm not investing necessarily in the singles yet, just because the releases have been like the lower end cards I went into eBay sold listings and basically made the search for previous years, same product and made the determination. There's a good chance that this price point will appreciate over time based on how well the product has sold. Now that's, there's going to be people who can pull holes in that theory for sure that know more about the intricacies of these releases than I do. But generally what I do is player prospecting and I'm fully confident that this year's rookie class, rather than go out and try to buy every single one of the rookies that I love, I'm thinking just buy the box and hold it. Um, I might pass on the Don Russ because of your advice, because uh, for me, I'm not going to be able to rip it and sell it right away. If I was, I might, I might rethink that, but but since you mentioned prism, this will be a good time to switch to the next sport. Uh, before we get to baseball, I want to talk about football because Panini finally has Panini Prism 2021 hobby boxes listed as coming soon on their website. Um, that about time, <laughs> I know, right? That so that's something that I think everyone watching or listening to this is probably going to want to jump. Probably going to want to jump on um, because. There were five quarterbacks drafted in the first round, I believe. 
And uh, that's a big deal. That's a big deal for sports card investing. Um, we've got guys like Trey Lance who might be the starting quarterback for this 49ers team that like all these ESPN experts have already predicted to go to the Super Bowl next year. That's a lot of hype. You've got Trevor Lawrence, obviously you've got Mac Jones, you've got, um, you know, Justin Fields and, and, uh, and so uh, of course, Zach Wilson, but anyway, that's and a then big, you even have a chance at a Kyle Trask. That's right. Kyle Trask, second round pick, step, maybe stepping in for Tom Brady. Right. Like with the exit of Tom Brady, you're like, okay, does Trask take more value now? Like, yeah. So Kendall, what do you do with like, is this a no brainer buy? Like, what do you think this price point's going to be? I mean, and as a breaker, oh, like, is there a better way to get this product? Like, I mean, or like just not, sorry, let me rephrase that as a breaker, there's a better way to get this product as a, as a person who's just a sports card investor, but not a breaker. Can you give us advice as to a better way to get this particular hobby box? Or is it, is this the way? You're going to pay an arm and a leg for it, no matter what. Um, and the hard, so the typical release of, of this kind of a product, you're searching quarterbacks, you know, like you, you are, and typically it's two or three different guys. With the fact that there's six different guys and the season's already over, you know, like most of these releases would have been mid-season and you would kind of be hyping, you know, like, I don't know whether this guy's going to be good, but I believe in him type thing. You don't have that luxury. Well, maybe maybe luxury or maybe like uh, you could look at it either way. You know, like yeah. you, you, the season's over, so it's like, they, you know, um, you kind of have the off-season speculation with the Trey Lance, Kyle Trask type stuff. But we saw what Mac Jones did. We saw him, you know, and so it's like his value is going to be – kind of set in stone here you know like you're not going to see any sort of up and down movement right when it's uh, right when it comes out unless there's some sort of injury in, in pre-training camp or something like that but these boxes are going to be expensive typically because the the collection or the the nfl football collecting world and investing world is just so quarterback hungry for us to have seven or eight potential starter quarterbacks coming out of one box, this box is going to skyrocket, I believe. You know, especially when you have several franchise guys on here. You know, not only do you have Trevor Lawrence, who maybe took a dip in the last, you know, six months, but he's going to come out with a new coach. And I believe a lot of people still believe in Trevor Lawrence. You know, expect and oh, then, for sure. And probably then, Zach Wilson. I mean, it's yeah. And I'll be honest, man, I really love Zach Wilson. I think he's shown some brilliance out there. And I think when he's he's his coaching situation is still stable. Um, I think um Solace or, or Sala or whatever that guy's name is 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 staying with the Jets, which is really important. I think he's gonna have a you know an, a a whole offseason to get in there with his quarterback coaches and things. And I think Zach Wilson showed that he might not be Tom Brady, but who is, you know, and, and so I think he could be good for the Jets. I think his, his card should be um, up there, maybe not with Trevor Lawrence, but definitely something that is worth uh, seeking, maybe getting the Jets in a break spot or something like that is not just such a horrible idea. You know, I think the Patriots are probably going to be more valuable in terms of if you're searching for per team basis on that kind of thing, I would say probably Jaguars, would go first, but then probably 49ers after that just because, dude, I don't know if you saw this, but 
the MVP odds, he's in the top 15. No, that I'm... is insane. He, he played one game. I think it's 14 to 1 for him to win the, at the MVP. No. Like he's up there with like he's up there with like Aaron Rodgers. No. That's, that's insane. That's yeah, that is. Trevor, I mean Trey Lance should not be that high. I mean, no. I, I believe in him. I think he's going to be good, but I don't think he's going to be the MVP next year. No, no. I think that's that's a little crazy. I mean, I think like but this goes to your point as a sports card investor about when in the calendar that this release is coming out, the fact that we have this much information mm-hmm. on this, on these, these new rookies is huge for us because it's a lot of good information and we normally don't have this. So I think that we can play this yeah. to our advantage. And I mean, is this release going to come out at like a Dutch auction? I mean, I see like, is that how Panini's going to do this where they do other kind of bullshit Dutch yeah. auction formats where you don't know or you're everyone's paying a different amount like what do you think they're going to do is this just going to be like 1500 a box or are they going to do like some kind of a dutch auction well the reason why i I was saying that you know if you're a court if you're a football investor you're not a football investor you're a quarterback investor um and this is a quarterback product which means if you can if you can somehow get a retail box of this or two this is a hold this is a hold i think for sure especially because you have not only one or two franchise guys, you have several franchise guys. I could see this down the road. If all these guys stay healthy, Kyle Trask comes in, Trey Lance does end up being who he, who they say he's going to be in the MVP voting. Trevor Lawrence turns the Jaguars around. Mac Jones is just tearing up New England. You know, this is the new wave of quarterbacks. We have a lot of aging quarterbacks that are stepping down right now. And people are like, who's going to be the next Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, you know, uh, Tom Brady, you know, who's going to be the next guy to step in and be marketable? I'll tell you what, it's probably not going to be Carson Wentz. I'll tell you that, you know, like. You know who's probably going to sell too is like even Davis Mills, right? Like you've got. Yes. These these other, basically anyone who's a rookie QB. I think Mills is probably, I mean, Mills will have, now this is just speculation, but I think Mills will have the greatest year-to-year uh, price change because of I think Houston's going to stay with him. Yeah. And they just hired Lovey Smith, and Lovey Smith like uh, had an amazing run with the Chicago Bears. He took him to a Super Bowl. He always kind of did it. With, I mean, he did it with Rex Grossman at quarterback. So like, mm-hmm. And he was with Mills this year, so he probably yeah. believes in him. Yeah, and he's a defensive coach, but at the same time, like if it doesn't really matter because if Lovey can help them win more, and Davis Mills is just the starter and doesn't suck, then he's gonna have card value, especially his autos. Yep. Um, I mean, Davis Mills is another. I completely guy. forgot That's- about him in the product too. I mean, like yeah. this is a quarterback heavy product, and so I think if you're gonna hold a box, put something in your PWCC box, you know. <laughs> This is vault. probably it. This is the one. <laughs> this is, pro- you know, like, because I've been, yeah, I've, I've been um, scatterbrained, as I'm sure most of us are, as sports card investors. There's so many different directions to go in, and there's so many different, and it's, that's what's fun to me about it is like, oh, I could buy Pedri. I could buy uh, Lewis Hamilton. I could buy, you know, like all these different different sports that aren't even my core sports. But then, 
it, by the time I buy three of those cards, I could have bought maybe one of these prism boxes for, for NFL. Now, no telling what they're going to release for, man. No telling. So, so looking at the sold listings this month of last year's same product, it's fr- unless I'm getting something totally wrong here, they're ranging from about $1,200 to $2,000 for the sealed hobby box with Burrow, Herbert, Tua, um, you know, those guys as rookies. So does that mean that, I mean, does that give us any indication what this might must price at? Because if that has to be more than what they sold for, right? Like, yeah, I think, I think they probably sold for between four and four and 600. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, originally from the, uh, from the supplier, it's going to be hard to get one of those from the supplier. You're like, you're going to have to be on it. You have to be on the website. Click, 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 you know, like. (laughs) I'm going to be on the website trying to click, click, click and see what happens. And and I'm sure that price point's going to be, I don't know, I'm 750. I have no idea. A thousand, 1500. I have, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're 1500, but maybe. I mean, think about it. Joe Burrow obviously is a guy that that's worth investing in, but look at last year's box and what it's worth. That's three dudes. There's seven or eight dudes in the next one. Is someone at Panini doing this the way that we're doing it? They have to be, right? Like they're saying they're pricing it based. You think they're pricing it based on the amount of potential stud quarterbacks that are in there or no? No, typically. Before all the change in sports cards with fanatics and all that kind of stuff and the things that have happened in the last six months, I would say it's the, you know, same thing, different day for them. You know, they're just going to be like, this is our product. Boom, 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 boom. They don't care. You know, like that they do care necessarily on what the price points is, but for them, it's not about what's in the box. It's, it's selling the box, (laughs) you know? And, and I think for, for the CEO might love sports cards and all that kind of stuff, but really he's love, he loves making profit, you know, and he loves, you know, uh, looking at their profit margins. And so I don't believe that they are looking at, you know, like, like with this, like us, like us as investors and being like, Ooh, there's this product in there. And then there's this product in there. We could probably charge a premium. What they're probably looking at is, Oh man, this, this product has taken us, eight to nine months to get out you know Uh, we know we can sell out and we've got them we've got to make x amount let's just put it at the same price with with inflation involved you know with average you know uh cost dollar average i think it's going to be around the same price as what it was last year i mean i'm going to say then that like if i could if i could guarantee myself getting a box of this for 750 dollars like i would pay it right now i would just oh yeah for sure yeah and I think it might be cheaper than that. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun to be on the website whenever, whenever that, that day comes. It looks like it's coming up soon. So yeah. we'll have a countdown <laughs> clock on the website and we'll go from there. But um, I want to – let's switch gears to baseball. So Topps uh, Series 1, right, just released uh, recently. And I got to believe that that's a big part of your world right now. You want to you take the lead on this and let me know how things are going in the baseball card world for you? 
Yeah, I think Top Series 1 is always a strange release for me. Um, I, I mean, I think we've said this before that that Tops is not my favorite product. Bowman is my favorite product. Um, and so as, you know, we kind of had both of us kind of sh- uh, put on different hats from time to time. You know, it's from time to time we're the collector and from time to time we're the investor and from time to time we're just the kid who loves certain players and certain cards, you know. And and so for for the Tops product, I love that it's retail. I love <laughs> that I can go to Walmart and see it on the shelf and be like, oh, 30 bucks? Yeah, I've got that in my wallet. You know, I just rip it. And then and I get in the car and I rip it. And I'm like, oh, okay. I forgot. I don't really like this top product, <laughs> but, but like, you know, my impulse, the, the impulse is like, uh, it is there with this product. And I think it's fun to see a new baseball product on the shelf. Um, that's not a hobby related product because we've just kind we were kind of ramping down on 2021 Bowman draft you know, like it released in December, uh, you, you know, we got a month or two of solid pulls from that. Um, and then we're ramping into what would be Bowman 22 baseball, Bowman baseball 22, which comes out in April, but the tops one uh, or top series one releases, but like in between the two. So typically this is just a product to get me to the next Bowman product. But, um, but it's been a fun rip because of one reason. Wander Franco's rookie card is in this set and people think that he could be, you know, the dude for the next 15 years, you know, and, and I, and I believe that he's that good. He's that guy and his rookie cards are going for crazy money. Like I was looking at an article today. There was a sky blue. I think it's like out of two ninety nine or something like that. Forgive me. I don't know the actual number. The sky blue paper Wander Franco went for twenty five thousand dollars. No way! On an eBay auction. Wow! Not out of five. Not a super fractor. A sky blue. And I'm just sitting here thinking, okay, that's awesome. I think it's fun for the product. It's I don't understand the investors that are that are looking at top and wanting this one specifically um and but here's my thing there's gonna be a chrome version of that card tops does come out with a tops chrome version of this so there is going to be a card chrome version of this card and that's going to be the one people want down the road right now people are spending stupid money on getting this paper wander franco when there's going to be a Chrome Wander Franco rookie card that looks exactly the same, just Chrome, in about six months in the Series 2. That's and an so important I think, point. Yeah, that's I think a- it's a really bad investment right now for people that are shelling out, you know, well, maybe not really bad. He is going to hold value. But if you're going to spend twenty five grand on a card, you know, maybe wait. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, but anyway. Um, and... I have one more point, but go ahead and rebuttal what I was saying. I was just going to add to your point because I think this is something that's super important. Um, Whether you're spending $25,000 or whether you're spending like $250, you're, you're looking at a release that 
is going to be outdone by a future release. And so mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. your unless your plan, your play is to flip it in this window, it doesn't really make any sense to buy it now. It might make a lot of sense to buy it a year or two from now because you're probably going to be able to get it at like 75% of the price that you would pay for it now as a single, right? So it's like the peop- the person with the plan is the one selling the card. The person with, if you're buying these singles on eBay right now, you probably don't have a plan. You're probably chasing. And that and that's an important point, I think, to mention. Because if you're doing that, you're probably, you're, you're probably not going to make any money on these cards. You're, you're, what you're doing is you're pigeonholing yourself into having that card graded, which is putting in further risk into the card because you're probably not going to get a 10. Um, and you're going to probably need to get a 10 just to get your money back or make anything off of it. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I think probably. Let let me just put it that way. You know, with Wander, if he does end up being what he is and he does end up, you know, like, I mean, look at what Trout's rookie cards are going for. Even the paper ones, they hold tons of value. You know, and so, and people are always searching for them because they don't move on the market very often because people are holding them. You know, it's rare to find something in a in the hobby that is always an automatic hold. But the um, better the better wander play right now. I just want to clarify my point because I think the better wander play is to go while everyone's spending money on his tops, go back to his Bowman first if you want to make money on wander because I guarantee you that 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 paper rookie is probably down from where it was when it first came out and now you can probably buy that paper rookie. So if you're into wander and want to make money off of wander, the play right now on February in February, 2022 is to buy already pre-graded PSA tens of whatever wander you can afford. And then whenever baseball comes back and he goes on a hit streak or whatever, um, maybe even a playoff run in Tampa, you're going to make mo- you can make money off of wander without having to have the new newest thing. I think if you go off after the newest thing, you really risk like ever being able to make any money off of it. Unless you're the person who understands the plan that you have to get it now, rip it and flip it. And even that's kind of a risk, you know. If you're you know more about that than I do though. So I think that that actually transitions well into where I was going to go with this. So there's a large caveat in the baseball market between the two products. Um, and I think, and I've thought this for a long time, but I just continue to see it reinforced is there's two different types of baseball collectors. There is prospectors slash new money. I'm going to say, I'm just going to label it as new money um, slash um guys that are in tune with the hobby and then there is old money slash guys not looking at you know maybe not involved with social media as much slash they've always collected tops slash guys that invest in other sports primarily and so they think and so that section always 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 is is buying tops the tops product you know um, and so in Kentucky here, for instance, there's this, there's one shop in particular that when I go to card shows here, 
um, I, I walk around and you very rarely see baseball. And if you do, it might be a whole table of Reds cards, Yeah. you know? And so when you walk around here, it's all about Tyler Hero. It's all about Anthony Davis. It's, you know, it's all those UK players. And I have a friend of mine, his name's Ty. And I'm just like, Ty, you got any baseball on your table today? He goes, man, you know, baseball doesn't sell around here, you know? And so from his perspective, I look at his, his cards on his, on his Facebook page and right now he is, he's selling tops cards. Yeah. He never touched Bowman draft, you know? And so for me, I look at that as a further reinforcement that tops is for one section of the hobby and Bowman is for the other. If you are investing, if you are uh, primarily, if you're investing primarily, if you're wanting to really stay within prospecting Bowman is your Bowman is your thing. That is, you never leave it. Don't buy anything else. Just set it and forget it type thing. If you are an average card collector, if you are, you know, a, a very traditional card collector, if you are a guy that now there are cards, obviously, in every product that are valuable, but the tops product is not as valuable typically as the Bowman products. And it's because typically it's old heads in the hobby or guys that don't really know baseball that are buying them. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's super important. And um, yeah, so, but so it totally makes sense. And if you're wondering, if you're listening to this or watching this and you're like, well, but I really like baseball. I'm, I could be into Bowman, but I also collect all these other sports. My advice to you based on my experience and what Kendall is saying is that's okay. Then what I would do is I would buy within your budget, the top already established young MLB stars, I would go back to their Bowman first yeah, and or their tops Chrome because people made money on Otani, people made money on Vlad, on Tatis with their tops Chrome. But if you're buying their tops paper and you're thinking that's like a big like discount, the reason why it's a discount is because it's going to be hard to sell it. Even, even when the player pops off and has like makes a run, it's going to be hard to sell that. It's not as hard to sell. Because the in my print count is so high. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's not as hard to sell um, the Chrome. And it's definitely, if you've got the Bowman first uh, or the Bowman, Bowman Chrome first, like that's obviously what you want. Um, so that's cool. It's it's good to know though that like Tops is getting some juice because of Wander. I, I like that. I like Wander. I think he's. I think baseball. I'm I'm pumped about baseball. Um, Man, I, I think honestly, Wander saves this product. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it probably would have been. Yeah, it probably would have been like. I mean, it's almost nothing without him. But uh, at least for for investors. Um, and and breaks of this product are so weird right now because everybody only wants the raise. Yeah. And so like <laughs> if you're pricing it out, you know, if, usually you have some tiered structure of where it kind of makes sense. It's like, you know, I, I'm just round numbers. It's like 180, you know, you have two that are 100, 150. Then you have some that are like 80. Then most of them are like in the 50, 40 range. And then you have ones that are like $10 at the bottom. Yeah. Now it's just like everything's 80. The rays are 700, you know, like. <laughs> It's like, it's so yeah. silly. And most, most breakers right now are just saying, um, the rays are locked 
uh, the Rays are locked. And I like most breakers, honestly, are like, yeah, I bought this product. I'm getting the Rays. <laughs> Tough luck, you know? Like, wow, I, yeah, that's savage. Yeah, that's, don't... Not, that's not what we're doing, but I'm yeah. just, I've seen that very commonly where it says Rays are locked. Wow. That's the other teams. Well, what, one more, one more thing I want to say about this, um, just as an observation, cause I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not, I, I don't have any experience with this products firsthand. Um, and then I want to segue and hit soccer before we, before we uh, close out, um, is I like that. It seems that tops has a couple different base variations and a couple different variations into parallels of wander. It seems like there's some different like photo variations with like mm-hmm. a throwback to what 1987 style mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if i get it correctly with the wood panel there's different mm-hmm. different variations of that some of them are numbered you've got the like the rookie cup thing there's you mm-hmm. know and then there's like just a regular base i mean I, I so i like that there's like a lot of different wanders in this one product i think that's pretty cool um i don't know other people might have different different opinions on that but for me, like if I were to get a box of this or something and, or get a pack of this somehow and open it with my kids or something like that, um, there's more than just the chance of getting the one, one wander base or whatever, which would be kind of boring for a release. So I think they did a nice job of that. I don't know what effect that'll have on the market, but um, anyway. They're all selling. That's the effect. They're all selling, yeah. They're all selling. Uh, like people good. are putting base wander franco cards 30 bucks and they're just flying off the shelf you know it's just like wow okay you know that'll pay for your blaster box you know buy a blaster box you're gonna get a franco then just immediately keep all the other ones whoever you like and just enjoy it for free because you're selling your free free sports cards (laughs) yeah free sports cards Uh, um, but um yeah i think the image variations and short prints are really valuable in tops product i would say if you're going to make a play on on a tops product really really pay attention to the short prints and super short prints um they're kind of hard to find but that is the real money in tops product um the gold cup typically is a second year player that's really good so that's his gold cup card is that he was like a maybe a rookie of the year finalist last year or maybe he was rookie of the year last year that's what that gold cup is um is that his top rookies from the year before? It's kind of their sophomore, sophomore yeah. um, card that 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 uh, Prism puts out. You know that sophomore, um, yeah. what's that insert called? Um, but anyway, so but the super short prints. For instance, we've pulled two. We pulled two super short prints. We've pulled a Wander Franco. I mean, we've pulled a uh, Juan Soto super short print and an Otani super short print. Both of them worth over four hundred dollars. And it's just like, holy moly, you know, this is a paper, paper Otani, you know, what is it? Fourth year, fifth year for him. And we've got, you know, fourth, fifth year Juan Soto. These cards are worth $400. And Tops also did a unique thing this year where they're copying Panini's with, they're copying Panini's downtown look. And they did the home field advantage look. And those cards are going for a lot of money too. So there are other cards in the product that are valuable, but it's kind of like 
those are hit, you know, those are hit base, which just like any other product has a high hit base uh, or a, a top end hit base. But what I'm saying with the Wander Franco's paper is those are in almost every blaster. You can make your money back in every single one. It doesn't matter if it's a hit, you know, you might as well, it's like rolling the, it's like right now, it's like rolling the dice on everything else, hoping you get a super short print or something like that. And then selling the Wander Franco to get your money back on the box, you know, like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, and that's a good way to wrap up the discussion on this particular product because I think having come full circle, maybe this is a buy then for, you know, for everybody, if you can get, if you, if that's the case, I mean, I know if you're not you're selling, not, you're, you're not guaranteeing that, but yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're selling, then this, it's an interesting one and it's pretty cool. And the rookie cup is like, I know what you mean. The rookie cups typically their second year, but like there's the RC logo and the rookie cup logo on his, which is kind of makes it unique as well. I don't know how many times that's happened. I don't know if that's rare or not, but it's, it it's is. rare to me. It's very, it's very rare, and it's also highly debated. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. Like on all these Reddit forums and everything, people are like, no, you can't do this. You know, like, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, I've been on some Reddit forums, my friend. Mm. I'm sure that's happening. Woo! People are getting spicy about it, Paul. Like it is, they are mad. Well, Especially wanna... because technically Topps released a Wander Franco card previously that didn't have the RC logo on it. And then people are like, this isn't his actual rookie card. You know, it's like, yeah, people are really mad about it, which probably why, is also why the value is being there for this card because there's so much hype around it and so much speculation of it not being the original rookie. So anyway. Yeah, that's well that is kind of that is kind of BS. And I'm just going to get I'm going to segue us out because this is actually a perfect Yeah, please do cuz I want to talk about soccer. This is a perfect uh instance that's also happening in soccer cards that I I think you might know about but I don't know that many of our listeners or audience will know about. So I'm I'm in Spain and there's this brand called Mega Cracks and Mega Cracks is is a is a well-known brand only because basically Ronaldo and Messi have have early Mega Cracks and rookie and considered their rookies in in most especially with Messi I'm not sure everybody considers Ronaldo's rookie his Mega Crack but they're early they're 0204 so they're they've been out for a while so Mega Cracks I learned over the last few years living in Spain does this thing where they'll only release certain rookie cards for a short period of time in a magazine called Hugon Magazine. So, for <laughs> example, Eunice Musa's 2020 uh, Mega Cracks rookie that would have been in the same 2020 sealed box as Pedri's rookie was not on the checklist. It was only available in a Hugon Magazine sealed like a Sports Illustrated for kids, but not perforated, like literally just a raw, unprotected card dropped into the same sealed package that the magazine's in. And That's so, so weird, dude. It's so weird. And so like you can buy them at like newsstands, um, but you have to like walk up to the newsstand and like try to peek in to see. And so, so yesterday I went to go see FC Barcelona and uh, Valencia play here in Valencia. And it was fun to see Pedri 
and Gavi play. And I was super impressed with both of them, particularly Gavi, who's a rookie this year. And so I've been walking around to the local um, random stores that are here and they'll sell Mega Cracks packs for a euro a piece. And you get, for one euro, you get five cards. Well, I've been walking around buying them um, kind of with the same budget that you would go into Walmart and buy like a retail thing of Tops Series 1. Um, and so maybe like five euro here, 10 euro there, just walk out with a few packs. So my kids and I will rip them and we're looking for the Gavi rookie. Well, it just dawned on me after seeing Gavi play yesterday that I should look at the checklist. Sure enough, I look at the checklist and there's no Gavi rookie on the checklist, yet there's Gavi rookies listed on eBay for like usually around $19 for the Mega Cracks. Gavi only has like three cards right now. He's got like a Tops Now card with a couple other guys on it. And he's got a Barcelona team set, which I can't imagine is going to have much resale value. And he's got the Mega Cracks. So the Mega Cracks is probably the top resale value card now for Gavi. Well, Gavi's not on the checklist. That leads me to believe that I've missed my opportunity to get Gavi and that he was in a flipping Hugon magazine that I was not able to get. And now I can only get him on the secondhand market. So caution to soccer card investors. I don't even know what to do with this. I think maybe it's like a... Well, first off, that system is a horrible system. You know, like, we're just going to put this in a magazine. Like, what the... Anyway... No, it's horrible because if you were to go, if you were to go by like Beckett or, or some, you know, like there's documented rules behind what's a rookie card and what's not. And my understanding is that some reputable company, whether it's Beckett or somebody else has said, you have to be able to open this in a pack for it to be a rookie card. And so to like, whatever it is, what it is like, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. I think, but, but, but we can know, we can have the knowledge, like if you're going to try to chase a rookie in La Liga and try to get mega cracks, which do sell on eBay, um, sealed, uh, just look at the checklist because they, the guy that you're chasing, like Musa's not in the 2020 product. Um, and Gabby apparently is not in the 2021 product. And so now I'm thinking, all right, like, do I wait until whatever Panini releases comes out or whatever Tops releases comes out next? And now I got to get some Americanized version of the, of the Gavi rookie, which, which is fine. Like that's what is probably going to sell better anyway. But, but I'm telling you, this dude's legit. Like watching yeah. him play. Yeah, I've watched him. He's great. He's very good. He's very aggressive, completely different style than Pedri. Um, Pedri is just like silky smooth. Um, and, and Gavi is like this, uh, Muggsy Bogues type, like, um, he's kind of small and thick and he like, he gets in, he gets in the mix and, um, I don't know. It's, uh, he's like, you know, he's like a Maurice Jones drew. Basically. <laughs> he's this small little guy. He's only like 16 years old. He takes a beating. Soccer investors that are tuning into our show are like, I don't, they're like flipping through log. <laughs> who, who is that guy? He must be. <laughs> He must be playing in MLS. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, we got to wrap this up, dude. But uh, quick quick comment on that before before I take us to the outro. Yeah, I think um, if, for, for Gavi specifically, I'm looking for that, um, for the Topps Chrome product or the, or the Merlin product for next year is the, probably the one he's going to be his, 
the, the Americanized or the American side rookie card that's going to be valuable um, with the RC logo. Um, that's probably going to be the one that I'm looking for. Um, I do like um, Gavi as well. Um, I, you know, I think he's a mega cracks, for instance, aren't over here. They're kind of over there. So that's kind of like your, your, your expertise there. Um, but you know, I'm not going to pay $45 for a paper Gavi. I'm just not, you know, and don't so, do it. Don't um, do it. I'm going to wait in, until the, the tops Chrome product comes out here or, or even Merlin or, you know, some of those products, we're going to have Gavi cards over here. So, um, it's going to happen. So with Pedri and all that kind of stuff, he's over here as well. I wanted to quickly say one thing. Um, this week I have bought several MLS boxes. Okay. And people are like, what the heck are you doing? I, the re, here's why. There are some guys in here that I think will make the jump to Europe, which every single time you can capitalize on that on their rookie card MLS. So there are players that are, and the MLS is about to start back up. Is the market huge in, in America for MLS cards? No, it's not. And I'm well aware of that, you know, but at the same time, can you make a turn on it? Absolutely. A guy like Paxton Pomicall, totally, you know, for FC Dallas, totally somebody who can end up in Europe. A guy like um, the Aronson, a younger Aronson, Paxton Aronson, I just bought a uh, SGC 9.5 Tops Chrome out of 299 for him last night. It's a beautiful card. I think Paxton is going to end up on that Red Bull train very, very quickly, just like his brother. And that card is going to be worth way more than what I just paid for. And so there are guys in this product. I, I mean, even like the Pepe cards in this in this product. And I know that you hate the United States men's national team hype, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> The fact of the matter is, from an investor standpoint, those are the ones that are selling. Yeah. So, um, and so I think it, there are some MLS plays you can make with MLS Tops Chrome. Um, and so I have bought quite a few boxes of that recently because it's dirt cheap. And they're, it's almost like, you know, if you hit one of those, if you hit a Pepe, boom, you just paid for your box, you know, kind of yeah. like the Wander Franco. So what, what year? What year? Uh, I, I've been buying this year, the 2020, 2021, okay. or the 2021 that is released last year. I, they have the new product hasn't released yet. Okay, cool. Well, this is a good, good outro here. You can't change the market, people. Probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned in my first 18 months as a sports card investor is like you, as much as you think you might have a hypothesis for why something shouldn't be the way that it is it actually doesn't matter you got to get out of your own head and you got to be like okay you actually don't matter problem. yeah you actually don't matter like that's your problem <laughs> like i've told myself with this soccer conversation that you and i have had a couple times like that's your problem you can't change the fact that just because you can walk across the street and get a pack of mega crap you can't make it worth the money that people that some people are paying for it it doesn't mean that there's actual market size for you to go out and buy and, and try to do those things and so um so you can't change the market so you have to learn from it you have to do your research and then make informed decisions hopefully we're helping you out Kendall McKee from Wildcard Box Breaks on Facebook and JustBaseball.com. My awesome co-host, appreciate you being on. I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com. 
Remember, go to nooffseason.com. Check out the Sports Card Investment Report. I think you'll like it. And go to marketmoversapp.com and use the promo code NOOFFSEASON, all lowercase, to save 20% on that great product. Everybody, thanks for watching and listening. Have a great day.